Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 213 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here again to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, what have you been up to this past week? Ah, you know, my life hasn't been too exciting. You know, I'm in that uh, binge work cycle. I am getting ready to head to Los Angeles for a little bit to wrap out my spooky season. Uh, I, I did get the frequent fear pass this year at Universal Studios Hollywood for uh, HHN. So I've already used it quite a bunch, but I'm really gonna go get my, uh, my money's worth this week. And I have been dreaming of, I know you're going soon too, mm-hmm. the uh, Stranger Things bar, the Stellar bar, they have this Demogorgon pizza it's called, but and it's in the shape of like the Demogorgon flower crown face. But really, it's uh, like a puff pastry, but with pizza inside of it, and you know, like cheese marinara and stuff, and it's so good. And I am just counting down until I can have that again this week. I will definitely pack some extra lactate pills uh, for my trip to L.A. next week. Uh, you know, usually you are the one who is flying all over the place, and I am staying home. Uh, this was my turn. I took a quick trip up to Washington, D.C., uh, I got to see some old friends, um, got to go to the uh, National Zoo and say goodbye to the pandas who will be mm-hmm. returning to China soon. Uh, absolutely amazing creatures, just fascinating to watch. Um, and I got to take the Amtrak down to Colonial Williamsburg. Yay! Saw, uh, yeah, saw my old college. Um, my old dorm is still there, and they installed air conditioning. So that's not fair. My day, there was no air conditioning in that dorm. Oh um, my god! What is this year? But, but, <laughs> yeah, right. Best of all, uh, I got to go to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, um, see the park during the daytime on possibly the worst weather. Uh, just rain, rain, rain all day long. Uh, but it kept the crowds away, and uh, it's still a gorgeous park. And I got to see their Halloween event. Uh, which really surprised me, um, not on the same budget level as, you know, a Universal or even um, a SeaWorld down here, uh, but a lot of creativity, a lot of uh, uh, great ideas, and that's just such a wonderful park to have a Halloween event in, because it's it's scary in the dark no matter what, just with all the woods and the the crooked pathways uh, it doesn't take a lot to make that place spooky yeah i mean so. uh we talk about it a lot that park because i know you work there did mm-hmm. you get to go on the new dark coaster i did dark coaster um and i had a mixed experience in it oh. uh yeah actually i felt that as uh, a ride it had a little more kick than i was expecting uh the acceleration really um you know had some oomph for a family coaster um and uh, some of the effects in the in the the gravity building were fun, um, but I felt like there were a lot of missed opportunities in terms of storytelling. Uh, I feel like there was a backstory that was never really properly executed, uh, and most importantly, the operations for that are so bad. I can't imagine that how it was approved to spend that much money on a ride that, uh, by my calculations, never hit 400 people per hour. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually going to be writing a, a, a in-depth review of Hollow Scream and the park in general for Attractions Magazine coming up soon. And I really hope that the management of uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg uh, tunes in and, and reads that when that comes out. Because uh, without going too detailed, they have phenomenal potential. Um, that that park has uh, so many resources, um, but a, a lot of policy and operational decisions are hamstringing it. Um, and I I think the employees uh, are the ones paying the price. The frontline employees are paying the price for a lot of uh, misguided decisions in middle and upper management. That I think there's a lot of low hanging fruit that could be done to make that. It's a world-class park, but right now going there is not a world-class guest experience, and it could be. Right. I mean, so. it's such a bummer, but it's something we see at basically all of the regional parks that aren't 
you know, like a Disney or Universal, mm -hmm. there's so much potential. Yeah. And it's just operations. Yeah. And it's such and it, a bummer, you know. And, it, and I'll say that even comparing it um, to the standard of SeaWorld Orlando and Bush Gardens Tampa, um, there's a lot of room for improvement in the, the management and operation side in Williamsburg. There's a there's a lot that could be done uh, that would um, probably save them money because uh, they're nickel and diming themselves uh, into uh, a lot of lost opportunities. And uh, so, uh, folks, if you work for Bush Gardens Williamsburg, uh, please uh, keep an eye on attractionsmagazine.com and take some notes. I can't wait to read. Juicy. <laughs> Spilling the tea uh, on a Monday. <laughs> and and uh, most exciting, uh, just before we logged on, um, I just booked myself a flight to China. Um, <laughs> it turns out, uh, looks like I will be covering the uh, dedication of um, Hong Kong's Hong Kong Disneyland's new Frozen uh, land uh, for Attractions Magazine. Not something I expected when I woke up this morning, but uh, we'll probably have more information coming up in November on that. So exciting. I love following the process. And it looks like easily the most immersive land Disney Parks has ever done, just from yes. pictures. And that's, you know, it's hard to get a yes. full gauge in pictures, but... And I'm uh, I'm I'm planning on a trip to Japan for next year, so it will be great getting to see the uh, see Frozen in Hong Kong, and then get to see it the next year uh, in Japan at Tokyo Disney Sea. So fun! So. All right. Well, without any further ado, it is time for us to jump into the news in the queue. We're starting out in Disneyland with something that I really, really hope that uh, we're going to get to see when we're out there. Um, they have been doing a limited special test of new droids in Batuu, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, and they are so adorable. They are so cute. Uh, this was surprising. I know quite a few people I saw on socials got to see it in real life, and it's just so adorable. Yeah, so these are a trio of little pint-sized autonomous walking robots um, or droids uh, in Star Wars terminology. Um, they are nicknamed Blue, Orange, and Green, and they are BD droids. Uh, if you have played uh, the Jedi Survivor games, uh, one of these little guys sits on Cal Kestis's shoulder throughout the game, kind of helping you out. Um, and the neat thing is they have programmed these, they've teamed up with the animators to program these so that not just can they walk on two feet over uneven terrain and navigate, but they've got personality. They can get mad, uh, they can get happy and do a little happy dance. Um, and, you know, just in still photos or, you know, the videos we've seen on social media, they are so cute. So I really hope that we get a chance to see them yeah. when we're out there issue is because they're so little um i'm sure if anyone out there has seen like grogu and the mandalorian and galaxy's edge there's so many cast members and people around that my experience the few times that i have encountered them was not good just I, because it, you don't they're not out in nature it's like seeing a celebrity out coming out of a hotel with paparazzi around them it kind of distorts the experience and with these being so tiny baby I don't know how you'd really see them. Uh, you know, looking at this publicity photo, I am guaranteeing by the fact that there isn't a huge crowd of people surrounding them. They took this photo at dawn before Facts. rope drop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because the realistic photos, like anytime any of the new, uh, you know, Mandalorian characters came out or whatever, you would all you would see was a giant crowd of people holding their, their phones up. And you could barely see that there was a character anywhere in the center right. of that. So... Um, but uh, again, this is one of those be fair to Florida things because uh, because Imagineering is out there um, in California. They test these things out there at Disneyland. Uh, maybe someday we'll get to see something like this at uh, Disney World. Um, we all remember when Galaxy's Edge was first announced that uh, roaming droids, free roaming droids, were announced as being part of the general entertainment that would be part of the land. Um, so maybe, you know, half a decade on. 
we're finally getting towards that. Right. But you know what? I mean, safety is an issue and also people oh. are unhinged these days where absolutely and being violent against it. So it's like, I totally don't blame. Oh, no, no, no. I, would, I wouldn't want to send a droid out there on his own. It's mm -hmm. it's rough out there for a droid. They could get it is. Know, cap <laughs> captured by a Jawa or, yeah. you know, whatever. You never know. Uh, next up, also at the Disneyland Resort, there are some new dining options coming to the downtown Disney district. Uh, they're reimagining that whole strip. Uh, you remember they tore down the AMC movie theater and uh, a lot of construction going on. Uh, but we've now got some details on three uh, locations that are going to be added and they sound really tasty. They do. Uh, one of them is a chicken chop, which looks mm -hmm. very interesting, but it also made me question, I wonder if Clyde's, the current chicken kiosk, mm -hmm. is going to be you know, gone after this. It's kind of odd to have two chicken restaurants, although this is seems much more of a restaurant and not just a Absolutely, kiosk. yeah. So that, yeah, Clyde's uh, hot chicken kiosk specializes in those, it's kind of like skewers uh, yeah. with a Nashville so hot good. chicken. Yeah. They, are, they are tasty, but it's a very specific kind of regional thing. Um, Gigi's Chicken Shop, uh, which is coming in, seems a little more broad-based uh, in that uh, it does come from uh, James Beard award-winning uh, restaurateurs Rob Katz and Kevin Bohm and a Michelin star chef partner Lee Woolen. So it's got some real high-class qualifications mm -hmm. for a chicken shop. Um, but, uh, you know, unlike the Nashville hot chicken that they have at the kiosk, this is going to be everything from chicken sandwiches to chicken salads and uh, classic dinner table sides. So it's a, a little, little more elevated, mm -hmm. probably. Um, I'm also looking forward to uh, two ethnic uh, restaurants coming in that represent food that they've just not ever well represented at Disneyland. Uh, and that is uh, Soul Sister, uh, which is uh, Korean rice bowls, otherwise known as bimbap, um, the, with a California twist. Um, so uh, you're going to have marinated meats and vegetables, rice, noodles, uh, sauces, plus uh, Korean style appetizers. And yes, Sip and I think this is great because you're in SoCal where there's so many mm -hmm. diverse influences with the cuisine, and it's nice to see them, you know, tapping into that. Yeah. Uh, Sip and Sonder is your other uh, new uh, addition, and that comes from Amanda Jane Thomas and Shanita Nichols. Um, and this is um, Caribbean inspired uh, food um, from. Uh, uh, local cafes in LA. Um, it's a kind of a local uh, homegrown brand uh, that's getting a chance to uh, have a full location inside downtown, <coughs> excuse me, downtown Disney. Yeah. And I um, saw they're also doing uh, coffees, which is great. Yes. That's Starbucks. We need another there. choice Ooh. other than Starbucks. You yeah. know, Starbucks and is fine, but it's yeah. not the only kind of coffee in the world. Oh, yeah. I, I usually walk to like the coffee house, but it's mm -hmm. nice to have just something else. Uh, that Starbucks gets lines of like 50 people deep. So yep, this is absolutely. Gonna be a great addition. So this is in addition to uh, restaurants that we've known of before, like Din Tai Fung, Paseo mm -hmm. and Centrico. Uh, that are going to be coming. Um, we don't have exact opening dates, um, but we do know that before the end of the year, uh, they should open up the new stage and lawn for special events. Um, and that's going to include a sculptural tower designed by Nicholas Smith uh, that kind of nods to the mid-century modernist architecture that I personally really love. Yeah, I, I think this is much needed. Uh, if you've spent time at Downtown Disney uh, eating, can sometimes be an issue. It's just not as big as Disney Springs. There's not mm -hmm. that many restaurants within the Disneyland Resort hotels. And now that we continue to add capacity, you know, we have the villas that just opened. Yep. And even at Disneyland Hotel, there's really not that many options if you're staying on site to yep. eat at. And then you also get a lot of day guests coming to eat over there at like Trader Sam's. So definitely need more food options yeah because there are times when you you know you exit out of the park at the end of the day you don't want to like get a meal inside the park you want to find something that's a little quicker maybe a little bit cheaper and while you're on your way out uh you know especially if some if i can get a korean rice bowl to go and take it back to my hotel or whatever um that sounds 
it sounds like a great new option and they definitely could use some more capacity for those kind of mid-range dining options there. Yes. And we just had the uh, Disneyland lounge open, which I just happened to be there for the first night oh. of operations. And this is where the Steakhouse 55 <sighs> lounge was. RIP. Yes. Uh, and the theming is not fully done, but I think that goes back to kind of adding the, the new rooms at the villas they needed somewhere else. And it's a great lounge. They mm. have full menu, uh, great martinis. A lot of the Trader Sam's guys came oh. over there to bartend. So they're trying, you know, it's definitely, right. you need those food options. You should check it out. All right. That is definitely on my list mm -hmm. for next week. Okay, uh, moving on in more Disney news. Uh, Disney news that some people might not be quite as happy about. Over at Walt Disney World, Disney and AT&T have rolled out something called Character Clicks, which is an automated kiosk uh, powered by AT&T 5G internet where you can get an augmented reality digital photo with the Disney characters without the characters actually having to be there. Uh, and I personally love technology, uh, but I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I, I got this email to me to, for a story up, and I'm just, eh, like, that's, that's all I have for it, is an eh. <laughs> if I was staying there, maybe I would do it, but, I mean, the magic of character interaction is hugging them and seeing them i don't really you know pictures whatever you know yeah. i want to be in the moment and interact with them so i'm just eh about this so th this is the way it works this is happening right now at the uh disney all-star sports and all-star movie movies resorts so these are these are not your high-end resorts these are these are basically your entry level uh on property hotels at disney uh, and in the lobbies, uh, they've got these kiosks. You're going to walk up to it. You can tap your magic band or your magic mobile app or your, your you know, RFID card ticket. Um, you can pick some characters that you want to be in the photo. And then you stand and pose and they sort of digitally superimpose the um, characters coming in. They snap it and it goes uh, to your, uh, your magic um, my Disney experience account uh, and it's complimentary you know you're not paying anything it's free so great um, but if you go and you look on Instagram at uh, the reel that um, Disney published of this yeah. demonstrating it uh, the first thing I want to point out um, this is a very poor implementation of augmented reality technology um, this is a uh, so there is um, a thing called occlusion. When you have uh, characters, digital characters, trying to realistically be superimposed with uh, people who are actually there, it's important to know what's behind and what's in front. And there's absolutely no reason why they couldn't have included depth sensor in this kiosk yeah. to be able to recognize the people who are posing and then have the characters properly appear either behind them or in front of them instead they just slap them on top and you can see right here mickey mouse's or minnie mouse's legs are clearly in front of this woman who is kneeling in front it looks terrible it, it's it's frankly um it it's you know, this is at least a generation behind in terms of uh, augmented reality technology. This is not how this is not how it's done. This is not how this works. So does, and, does this mean the uh, character Palooza buses are going to skip the Valley Resorts now that they have this? Well, and that's that that is exactly because you know Universal, uh, you know uh, Universal's equivalent to this is is like Cabana Bay, and they have the minions show up there on a regular basis in the flesh to take uh, photos yes, with people for trolls. free. It's wonderful. Like almost every time I'm in the lobby, it, they're there. It, if you go and you look at this Instagram post, um, you know, the all of the comments right off the top are, no one wants to see this. We want real characters. Terrible idea. You're just finding a way to not pay, par pay performers. Take a picture with real characters. No, thank you. And it goes on and on. I mean, you have to scroll pretty far to find anyone thinking that this is a good idea. So, um a nice attempt um i guess it is better than nothing but is it i don't know discuss uh i mean i i saw it and i said eh. so i mean yeah. 
and yeah. we are like the target audience of all yeah. of this. So what 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 is what is the talk show where they used to do is it something or is it nothing um i'm gonna vote it's nothing yeah it just seems like kind of a waste of money and again i can totally see them using this as yep. an excuse to not bring but, character budget budget that could have been put into the pockets of performers that's all i see all right uh next up uh if you are heading over to animal kingdom at walt disney world and you are hungry to try something new uh, starting on October 11th, they have rolled out a whole bunch of new food options, and our reporter John Self, uh, who I think has eaten all of them, <laughs> has a uh, pretty in-depth report at Attractions Magazine detailing them. Yes, uh, this was... I love the food at Animal Kingdom, mm -hmm. and they added a lot. It's not just like a few it's, things here and it's there. All it's all over, really yeah. A lot, and it's kind of all over. And it's earning a really great, solid food option at Animal Kingdom. So this is excited. I'm glad that this is happening. Yeah. Uh, first up, there's a bunch of breakfast items. And I'd say if there's any Disney park that you're going to eat breakfast at, it's probably going to be Animal Kingdom because it opens the earliest. If you want to uh, rope drop uh, Pandora, ride a passage, you, you got to be there bright and early. Um, and the, the animals are always most active closest to dawn. So uh, this, you know, this is a good park uh, to start out bright and early at. And if you need to fuel up, they've got some new options. Uh, kind of the headliner is this stuffed pancake sandwich, um, which is kind of their new signature uh, breakfast item. Uh, I want to try this so bad. Like, yeah. when this came out, this is what stood out to me. And it looks like it's going to be so good. Yeah, it's got sausage, guava paste, egg, and cheese all baked into a little uh, muffin-shaped pastry. Uh, and you can get it without the guava if you're not a guava fan. But then um, you're just boring. You have to do the sweet and salty thing. I, yeah, I think the sweet and salty would really help. It's kind of like having a little bit of, you know, maple syrup on top of your bacon. Yes. Um, so uh, this one you can find at various places around the park. Drinkwalla, Pongu Pongo, Trek Snacks, and various outdoor vending cards. So they're making a big push with this. Um, they've also got a cinnamon roll, if you've got a sweet tooth for breakfast, that is just covered in icing and uh, Disney 100 colored sprinkles. So uh, that'll, yes. that'll get your blood sugar up. Oh, yeah. And I feel uh, and like these are like, easy to prepare and serve from quick kiosks. Like the pancake thing probably holds up pretty well if it's sitting in a heat lamp for a little bit of time. You know, sure. but this is sure. safe bets. Um, and we've also got uh, Kusafari Coffee Shop and Bakery, uh, kind of right near the front of the park. That's got some new options, including a bacon uh, and egg croissant sandwich and breakfast tachos, because uh, everything goes better with potato tots. Yes, but I also like that it's not just a, a basic sandwich. Like it has that tomato pepper relish mm -hmm. on it. So they're kind of like jazzing it up, which stays in mm -hmm. line with kind of overall food and beverage program at Animal Kingdom anyway. So yeah. I love to see it. Um, then if you're getting hungry for lunch or dinner, there's a bunch of new bowls at uh, Harambe. Um, mm -hmm. They used to just have ribs and chicken. Um, now they've got some new options. Um, you know, this is kind of like uh, Satuli uh, has um, uh, bowls that are a little bit Asian, Asian mm -hmm. flavors. And this is uh, kind of similar, but with African flavors. Uh, so you can get a rice bowl with chicken and shrimp, or just the chicken or just the shrimp. Um, but they've also got uh, beef and lamb kefta pitas, and also uh, an impossible meat mm -hmm. kefta. Um, so if you like something with a kind of North African flavor, that's a good option. And they've also got a Tremula marinated chicken salad with quinoa. So that's a good choice. It really all looks good and very fresh. And everything I've ever had there has been good. So I assume that this is probably going to be pretty decent mm -hmm. and a nice departure from some of the other options. Yeah. Um, Kusafari's got, uh, also got an impossible based, uh, pita sandwich and a harissa chicken wrap and uh you know the one that i was maybe most looking forward to but uh according to our reporter john self who tried it maybe not did not turn out quite as good as i'd hoped uh flame tree barbecue has vegan burnt ends uh using impossible meat 
and I was kind of hoping those would be good, uh, mm. but I've I've gotten some mixed reports on them. So maybe instead I will just forget the vegan thing and try the uh, French fries with yes. pork. I know people were flipping <laughs> out because those have been gone, I think, since like 2018-ish. Yeah. Uh, yes. A great snack, straightforward, but there's nothing wrong with something straightforward. I mean, without... cheese fries and barbecue pork. How, right. can, how can you go wrong, it's right? And the fries uh, are really good anyway, so it's it's perfect. Um, and finally, you want to save room for dessert. Uh, they've got a new mango passion fruit cheesecake at Harambe Market that looks really Instagrammable. And I am saving uh, my appetite or my thirst for some of the new Dole Whip ref yes. refreshments that are at Tamu Tamu. Um, you can get uh, Dole Whip float with coconut rum, which we've seen before. Uh, but they've also got a Dole Whip hard cider float made with Ace Pineapple Craft Cider. Yeah. I really like pineapple cider. I really love Dole Whip. And I want to see what they taste like together. No, that that looks delicious. That is like the one that stood out to me the most. Cider is so good. Uh, put Dole Whip on top and it makes everything better. Yes. <laughs> Dole Whip makes everything better. Always. <laughs> Uh, so check these out the next time that you are over at Animal Kingdom and let us know what you think. Uh, we are hopping across the pond. More Disneyland news, but this time in Disneyland Paris, uh, where the... Um, Oh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. So instead, I'll use the English uh, yes. version, which is the Disneyland Paris Storybook Land Boat Ride. <laughs> Um, in French, that is Le Pas de Cons de Deux Fils. Perfect. Uh, oh. no. Oui, oui. Um, it My is, It was an opening day attraction at uh, Disneyland, an opening day attraction at Disneyland Paris, and now it is getting a major update next year with new scenes from Frozen and Winnie the Pooh joining the ride in 2024. Yes, I held my breath when I saw this because I was like, oh, I hope they're not getting rid of the Return to Oz Castle, which is like one of the coolest scenes, and they're not. So thank God. Yes. Um, yes, I. Uh, so this was kind of one that surprised me uh, when I went to um, Disneyland Paris. It was kind of low on my radar, um, but uh, I went on it and I was surprised that it is definitely not a clone of the Disneyland version. It kind of takes the same idea of, um, you know, scenes, dioramas uh, from uh, Disney classic films, but it's on a much bigger scale. Um, you know, it, the ones in Disneyland are tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah. Uh, and this is a, a, a little grander scale a little bit more elaborate um, and just got really beautiful scenic design, really wonderful theming. Um, and uh, I am excited to see Frozen and Winnie the Pooh uh, join uh, other scenes that are exclusive to uh, Paris's version, like Night on Bald Mountain from Fantasia, mm -hmm. uh, Beauty and the Beast, and Tangled. Yes, this is, it's so beautiful to see in person. Pictures are hard to do it justice. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of fits into the overall nature of how whimsical Disneyland Paris is. Mm -hmm. it, it is definitely the most beautiful, mm -hmm. um, the most uh, kind of um, elaborately just uh, really, they went all out with the designs of that park. You know, everything was just detail, detail, detail to the thousandth degree. And uh, right now, we just have some concept art uh, showing us what the new uh, lands or the new additions will look at. Um, but I'm sure that they are going to integrate really well in with the existing uh, designs. Yeah, beautiful. I can't wait to go back. It is one of my favorite, favorite places. Oh, love it. So uh, if you uh, have not seen this yourself, we have a great uh, video of the Storybook Land Canal boats from Disneyland Paris on our YouTube channel. And of course, uh, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel can help you plan a trip out there. And next up, um, on the high seas, Disney The Tale of Moana uh, a new Broadway-style musical production is going to be debuting exclusively aboard the Disney Treasure. 
which is the newest Disney cruise ship setting sail in December of 2024. Yes, uh, this is going to be a Broadway-style production in line with the other productions that they have mm -hmm. on the rest of the Disney Cruise Line. And I'm wearing my Disney Cruise Line hat just for it. Yes. <laughs> uh, the first time I ever saw a production on a Disney Cruise Line, my jaw was dropped as a Broadway kid who's probably mm -hmm. seen like 100-plus shows. The production level was exactly in line with, and the talent yeah. was exactly in line with Broadway productions. And oh, abs absolutely. Absolutely blew my mind. It is not like other cruise line productions, although there are a lot of great ones out there. This is a Broadway level show and I'm really excited. I love the music in Moana. So I feel like this is going to be a wonderful addition and perfect for the treasure. Yeah, I, I per in my personal opinion, um, if if production shows is something that you go to cruise ships for um if you are a las vegas person uh royal caribbean is yeah. is is your because they've got you know these big circus acts high diving kind of things that are very much like yeah but if you're a broadway person especially if you like disney stories and disney music obviously uh but if you if you like disney broadway then disney cruise ship is uh the place you want to be um because in addition to uh their beauty and the beast uh which is uh based on the live action remake uh, but still has kind of a lot of uh, dna in common with the uh, award-winning uh broadway beauty and the wonderful beast. yeah and disney sees the adventure which is something kind of designed exclusively uh for the cruise ships um this Tale of Moana show is looks like the closest we're going to get to a uh, full on Broadway Moana show, at least for a, a few years. And they really, you know, it's the 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 performing talent, but also the production values. I mean, um, we saw Disney's Aladdin, uh, the Broadway production, the tour come through Orlando. And I think that the Disney cruise ship version was more impressive than the uh, the touring Broadway production, in my opinion. I'm with you a lot of time. <laughs> I a lot of time the tours don't always hold up for me. Yeah. Uh, but I can say a little of the Beauty and the Beast on the Disney Cruise Line I thought was even mm -hmm. better than when I had seen it on Broadway. Yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. Well, um, if you want to not just be in the audience, but maybe be a part of this show, uh, they are the casting directors for this are going to be auditioning performers soon. You can head on over to DisneyAuditions.com and maybe you could uh, sail the world with Moana. All right. Well, uh, oh, and I had that open twice. So let me close that up. Because <laughs> it's that good. Good. Uh, we're going to take a quick break from the Disney news, talk a little Universal Studios. Um, yeah, we are both heading out there for Halloween, but it's never too soon to start talking about Christmas. And uh, You Do Yule is Universal Studios Hollywood's uh, holiday slogan for 2023. And you can do Yule with uh, Grinchmas and or Harry Potter. Uh, starting on November 24th and continuing daily through January 1st. Yes, I, I love the holidays at Universal Hollywood. They have a lot of really good snacks. And also because it's not Florida, it gets a little chilly. So I could wear, you know, like my Hogwarts house sweater. <laughs> you could actually like look uh, Christmassy, holiday. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, Yes, you are going to want to break out that Hogwarts sweater uh, just in time for the return of Christmas in the Wizarding World. Um, you know, both of uh, you know, both in Orlando and in California, uh, the light shows have been going through some changes. Uh, ours is down. Um, hopefully, we'll come back at the, for Christmas this year. Um, we now know that it will definitely be coming back for Christmas in California. Um, not sure if there will be any changes, but even they haven't changed the show up. It is, uh, it's really great. Um, I love it when they, uh, turn the whole castle into, um, bangers and mm -hmm. fireworks from, uh, from the, um, the Weasley brothers shop. Yeah. Um, and, uh, perfect time to drink some hot butterbeer. Yes. With some fire whiskey. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, if you're, uh, feeling a little grinchier. Uh, Grinchmas Hubilation is coming back to Universal Plaza, 
and there's going to be an all-new daytime show uh, called Who Be Do Wops. Uh, it's a, a musical singing show. It's probably sounds like a, a doo-wop 50s style, maybe a cappella show, uh, performing holiday classics. Yes, I love Grinchmas at Hollywood. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just they have the benefit of having like a plaza that is transformed into Grinchmas. Mm -hmm. So it feels a little bit more immersive. It's just like logistically it's hard in Florida because you're just kind of walking through. But here the whole plaza becomes Grinchmas. Their characters, all the Who's are incredible. Mm -hmm. You can meet Max, the adorable yes. little Max. It's so yes. fun. Um, yeah, it's yep. great. Uh, there's also, of course, the 65-foot-tall Grinchmas tree. Uh, they do a ceremonial lighting of that every night. Um, and there'll be a daily reading of How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Cindy Lou Who. Uh, it's not quite on the scale of the full-on musical that they do here in Orlando, uh, but it's they've got a great array of um, activities, uh, holiday decorating, um, and, of course, plenty of treats to try out. A lot of good treats. Yeah. Um, and you can keep the party going out in CityWalk Hollywood. Uh, they're going to dress up CityWalk with more than 200,000 LED lights. And there'll be a 40-foot tall Christmas tree to take photos with. And uh, lots of holiday treats at restaurants, um, including Toothsome, which is going to have a signature uh, seasonal milkshake. Very fun. Uh, so um, you can check out our uh, website, attractionsmagazine.com, and our YouTube channel for some fun videos from past Universal Hollywood holiday celebrations. And of course, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel can plan your trip out there. Yep. And to wrap up this week's news in the queue with something that is definitely not Christmas and cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little different. <laughs> If you are in the Los Angeles area and you have always wanted to know what it would be like to be in a life or death competition, uh, Squid Game, The Trials, is coming in December. Uh, we talked not long ago about a virtual reality Squid Game uh, attraction, uh, but this is a real-life competition with a series of challenges that presumably will not end up with you dead uh <laughs> not quite that high stakes uh but this is your chance to suit up for the squid games and uh participate in a real life competition using cutting edge technology themed to the popular netflix series uh still haven't seen it i know it is a <laughs> uh a very popular amongst many people not my style but i mean this sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a lot of details. Um, gotta assume that red light, green light will be part of this, but hopefully you will not be machine gunned to death if you uh, move uh, against the red light. Um, uh, tickets for this one start at only $39. Um, a lot of these kind of uh, immersive events we've seen uh, run a lot higher than that. Right. Uh, but the space is limited and you're going to have to get uh tickets online in advance uh so netflix.com um and there is a link on their website uh for information about squid game the trials experience um like we said not a ton of details about exactly what's going to happen other than you will face a series of escalating challenges uh, accumulating points to advance um uh, but then after you survive or conquer the trials, uh, you can celebrate at a night market offering Korean and international sweet and savory food and beverages uh, from Chef Katina Hong of the award-winning Korean-American restaurant Yangbang. So uh, <laughs> sounds like a full evening. Um, there's also going to be a merchandise store. Uh, there's photo ops. Um, if you are a fan of this show and you've always wanted to know what it'd be like to, uh, compete for your life, I guess this is the closest <laughs> we'll probably come. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, head on over to netflix.com, um, or look up Squid Game Experience on Instagram for more information. Are you signing up? Uh, I'm, I'm good. You know, I think I'll, good? I'll, I'll sit You're this good. one out. All right. All right. 
Okay, well, that is going to uh, bring us to the end of the news in the queue. Uh, before we move on to this week's main attraction, it is time for us to hear a word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! And this week's main attraction is something that uh, a lot of uh, Walt Disney World visitors and annual pass holders have been waiting for for a long time. Uh, All-day park hopping is finally returning to the Disney World Resort starting January 9th, 2024. You will no longer have to wait until after 2 p.m. to hop from one park to another. Hallelujah! Uh, long time coming. Yep. January 9th is kind of the uh, massive date for a lot of changes. Yes. A lot. Yes. Our experiences should be more streamlined and better come January mm-hmm. 9th, 2024. Yeah. So this is part of a whole package of changes uh, where they're slowly, not completely doing away with, but but winding back a lot of the pandemic era restrictions in terms of park reservations and, and movement of people around the resort. Uh, the key thing we've known previous to this is that starting uh, January 9th, uh, we knew they were getting rid of uh, park reservations for most guests who are not annual pass holders. Uh, you know, starting January 9th, all tickets that are date-based, date-specific tickets, you no longer have to worry at all about park reservations. Um, and this new uh, change means that if you are going to a park, if you uh, um, want, you can walk in and immediately walk right out and head to a different park. Uh, you don't have any time restrictions. Once, as soon as the park is open, you're able to park, hop from one park to another. Yeah, now, this is great. Yes, it's a it's a big because there are days when like. You know, let's say you get a virtual queue to rope drop uh, board and group one at uh, Tron, but you don't have anything else you want to do at Magic Kingdom that day. You want to go over to Epcot. Uh, well, in the, before, if you had a morning at, at Magic Kingdom, you were stuck there until two o'clock. Um, and this means that you can tap and do that one ride you want to at rope drop in the one park and then head on, go wherever you want for the rest of the day. Uh, it is important to note that annual pass holders are still not completely free of the reservation system. We're still going to have to check in if we want to go somewhere else. Yes, exactly. So um, for a while now, if you're an annual pass holder, uh, you can go to whatever park you want without a reservation after 2 p.m. as long as it is not uh, Magic Kingdom on a Saturday and Sunday. Um, that restriction, uh, is still going to be in place for right now. Um, but if you have a reservation to one of the parks, uh, you will be able to, uh, tap in to that park and then immediately transfer to another park. Um, I don't know that we have absolute confirmation that this means that you would be able to get a reservation on a Saturday and Sunday to a non-Magic Kingdom park, uh, go to that park, tap in, and immediately transfer to Magic Kingdom. But from my interpretation of it, even, even that on a Saturday, Sunday before 2 p.m. should now be okay in Magic Kingdom. Um, but... Uh, there is also something to make it even more complicated called good to go days. Yes. Uh, it's so funny. I mean, I, I feel like I've written like 10 different Ugh. things about this and it's like seared in my mind that I, it's like, I dream about this. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot, there's been so many oper- operational changes, uh-huh. which is great, but it's also confusing. Good to go days at least are pretty straightforward. They're kind of like freebie, no reservation days for annual pass holders. Um, but you know, when this changes, I mean, it hasn't been hard to get a reservation at Disney World as an annual pass holder for a long time. No. So I'm, I'm wondering if this change is going to 
make it harder or if it's just going to be the same. Um, I'm very curious about that, though. You know, the only the only time that we are seeing right now um, uh, reservations book up, they're on specific days for specific parks, and they're usually tied to a promotion <laughs> or an event um, uh, like when they had annual pass holder previews uh, at Epcot for Moana and mm -hmm. you had to have a reservation for Epcot that week we saw annual pass holder reservations for Epcot get booked up, but not for any of the other parts. Right. It's a very uh, rare moment. Yeah. Very, it's gotten, it's gotten very rare. Absolutely. Um, and previously, uh, you might remember bonus days. Uh, mm -hmm. there were, um, certain days where you could make a reservation for it without uh, counting against your limit. Um, good to go days. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not the same as that. It's similar in the sense that it's, you know, the no charge or whatever but uh you um don't have to book it uh if it's a good to go day you don't need any reservation whatsoever now i'm curious um, how it's going to look in the calendar because like with the bonus days it had that little uh green star mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in there so i'm sure they're going to do something something like similar that. yeah on the calendar where it's very um, easy to see so we're not still not 100 percent back to the freedom of you know, having an annual pass means you go anytime, any day that you feel like. Um, but we're getting closer. Uh, however, uh, the theme park gods giveth, the theme park gods taketh away. And what they're taking away now is a little bit more money. Um, annual pass prices all went up between 30 and $50. So I hope you renewed recently. And yes. parking now is up to $30 a day. Uh, so that's another good reason to have an annual pass with parking included. Yes. Uh, those, those hikes hurt, uh, cause we had already had a hike before that, mm -hmm. uh, Disneyland, their hike is also like a lot, which, yes. was, which I'm now like, I just renewed, so I'm good, but definitely will be, uh, going back to the drawing board when it's time for me to renew again. I, yeah. I got to run the math because, well, they, they raised Disneyland, uh, annual passes or magic key prices significantly, but Disneyland yes. also raised the regular ticket prices. Uh, Disney world day t tickets did not go up with this particular increase. Uh, and Disneyland's entry level, you know, they've been kind of sticking at this. I think it's $104 a day for what they call tier zero. Uh, and they did, to their credit, add a bunch of tier zero days in the last couple months, which led to absolutely ridiculous crowds uh, at Disneyland on those lower price days. Uh, but they have definitely increased the top level. Um, it's, you know, it used to, when they first introduced the tiers, um, date specific pricing, uh, you know, we used to see that the difference between the cheapest ticket and the most expensive ticket was not necessarily big enough to make someone change their vacation plans. It would influence locals as to which day they would go, mm -hmm. but it wasn't necessarily big enough to like reschedule your whole vacation around. Now we're seeing the gap between, you know, the cheapest single day ticket and the most expensive single day ticket. Uh, it's big enough to that you like make really have to factor that in along with the airfare and the hotel prices when planning your vacations. So it's, it's definitely making things more complicated uh, to plan those Disneyland trips, which is why you want to talk to MEI yes. and Mouse Fan Travel to help yes. you do it. <laughs> you can't do this alone. <laughs> no, no. Got bring a friend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, January 9th also is a big day because we have the Disney dining plan returning. Yes. It goes with uh, hotel vacation packages that can be booked now also mm -hmm. through MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. So I know that I'm not a Disney dining plan person just because that's not my style. No. Uh, but you can save money if you're strategic, but also you really have to kind of do the math. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely crunch those numbers because... Uh, Taking advantage of those dining plan discounts means you usually can't get any kind of hotel or ticket discount. Uh, so, and there's a you, lot of promotions right now, a yeah. lot, a lot uh, with ticket offers, package offers, hotel offers. So, you know, you definitely want to you know consult with someone because it yep. is confusing. Yep. All right. Well, that just about will wrap up this episode. Uh, before we go. Uh, we should take a look back at some of the comments left in the queue. Um, 
Brian, following up on that early earlier comment about Robin Williams as the voice of the genie uh, in the new short Once Upon a Studio, confirming that they did get permission from the Williams estate. So excellent. Uh, Magic City Mayhem joining in. <laughs> When talking about the uh, augmented reality uh, character photos that they're testing, this is a perfect example of <laughs> just because you could doesn't mean you yeah. should. <laughs> yes, uh, that is the lesson of Jurassic Park. You know, they're so concerned with whether they could do it and they didn't think about whether they should do it. <laughs> Um, Michael Torres writing in to say that Universal is making a whole new theme park epic universe and disney thinks that park hopper coming back is going to get anyone excited well i you know i am excited to uh have the park hopper restrictions uh but yes that is not nearly as exciting as a whole new theme park coming so uh yeah, disney so disney's excited. got 2024 to do whatever they want to do because 2025 i think is going to belong to universal uh, that's my feeling. Uh, Michael Bingham chiming in about the pancake sandwich at Animal Kingdom. He needs to have one. Let's go. Yes. And well, Michael Torres might not be happy or too excited about the park hopping, but it looks like Michael certainly is. So there's something for everyone. And that's what we aim to bring you here at the Attractions Podcast. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Please, uh, everyone, we want to give one last thank you to our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. We want to remind you to please give us a, a rating and review wherever you listen to us, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And please follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on whatever social media platform you are using. Carly, where can folks find you these days? Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly, and I am on uh, Twitter X at Carly Caramana. I'm on all the socials at S. Kuberski, but more importantly, you can find my books at theunofficialguides.com. And until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. We will see you all again next time. Bye. Bye.